Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, it is a uh, this is our, our uh, show we run every Thursday here, or I'll say almost every Thursday here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, again, uh, I'm Jim Ventura, and I'll tell you a little bit about the show, a little bit about myself, and then we'll kind of dive into our, our subject matter for the day. Uh, I am a navigational consultant. Um, not never been a big fan of the word psychic. Um, Anyway, uh, I do do readings. Uh, I do work with uh, tarot and runestones and animal cards and uh, quite a few other oracles, as well as I'm an astrologer and a uh, numerologist, and I've been doing those things for many, many years. I do private consultations with people uh, at home, here in my home office, as well as by phone. Uh, and if you're interested in any of that info, you can find that out on my website, which is listed here on the site. And uh, also, I'm an author. I have uh, one published book. I'm in the process of getting my second book published, which will be Snake Oil, uh, Volume 1, actually, which is a collection of my uh, my, my uh, columns I've been doing since 2003. And, uh, uh, in fact, that's usually what we talk about here on the show a bit, although today's show is a little bit different because uh, I'm going to do two things today. This is my listener's choice show, so if I have any of my... Uh, uh, listeners who want to call in and and ask a question or ask about a specific subject or topic will take a couple of minutes to do that, as well as uh, what I had done on the last show was I actually was uh, getting into some information about uh, the tarot and going into some very specific detail about the uh, major archetypal symbols of the tarot, and I'm going to finish on that subject today as well. So, uh, again, welcome everyone to the show. Um, hello, Ashley. <laughs> Good to see you as well. Uh, thanks for joining me today again. Uh, if you're not already in the chat room and you're just listening to the show live, you could just click on the hop in the chat and uh, you can make comments or ask questions from that point as well, too, and we'll we'll see what we can we can do about answering those for you. So in a little bit, I'm going to uh, turn the uh, phone lines on and see if we have any callers. But I want to kind of continue a little bit on the subject that we had talked about in our last show. And if you missed uh, the last show, uh, absolutely feel free to go to the uh, to go to the archives, and you can catch the last show uh, or any of my my previous recorded shows. Uh, I was talking about um, tarot in the last show as well, and we're going to be talking about that in this show. But we'll also give you guys uh, an opportunity to ask questions so hello tony welcome as well i see some people jumping into the chat room here yeah you guys can absolutely ask questions uh um uh, when it comes to personal questions we'll do my best to answer those i got to keep it down to just a couple of minutes but um, i certainly would do my best to pull a card or two for you and see what we get around those things so you're absolutely welcome to ask questions um you you can you can call in or you can type it in the chat room whichever is easier for you uh i just always say be, be patient you know sometimes i get a multiple callers or i might have a couple of questions to get to so it might be a few minutes before i, I necessarily get to the questions so again welcome everybody and uh let me throw the call in number out to you guys here too in case you want to call in at some point during the show uh, the guest call-in number is, i got to remember make sure I give the right number. Sometimes I give my own number here. 
uh, it's uh, 646-200-3966. Again, that's 646-200-3966. And I will, uh, you might need to dial a 1 before uh, you do that uh, as well, but I'll pop that number up again in another 10 or 15 minutes into the show. So, again, welcome everybody. And, yeah, absolutely, if you've got any questions, feel free to throw those in. Otherwise, I'm going to begin my uh, conversation about... uh, about the tarot. So the last time we were, we were on air, we were talking about the tarot, and you know, one of the things I had said is, you know, for a lot of people, the tarot is a really interesting tool, obvious to work with. But I mean, I, I think for 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 many of us, um, there can tend to be, um, you know, the analogy I use for for reading tarot is if you want to learn how to read an oracle, like rune stones or animal cards or angel cards or tarot. Um, tarot is, is is very difficult, actually. It's a little bit of a harder um, oracle to learn. Uh, it may take a little bit more effort and time to be able to grasp the the deeper significance of the tarot, only because it's a you know you actually have a 78 card deck, so you've got 78 cards to learn, and then on top of it, if you reverse those positions, you've got 78 more meanings. To learn as well too, so you can, you can see how it can be a little bit overwhelming. And I, I talked about this the last time, but for a lot of people that are interested in learning um, uh, something like the tarot, sometimes it's easier to start with a, an easier to learn oracle like rune stones or animal cards or things of that nature. So, uh, but you know, don't don't let me dissuade you. If you really really want to learn the tarot, uh, it's an excellent tool to work with. You know, tarot is one of the most detailed of the. Um, of the oracles that you can work with, it can really be really quite detailed in a way that either people really like, or sometimes makes them a little bit nervous. You know, I had a I had a I had a couple of clients along the way in, in my career of doing uh, personal sessions with people who actually were afraid of of the tarot. Like they said, oh, I want a reading, but I don't really want the tarot because the tarot scares me. And I think that that's because for a lot of people, they may have heard some um, some difficult uh, stories about the tarot. Or, you know, I always say there is the, the issue that will come up, like, you know, people will see a movie and the, the witch or the reader or the gypsy, she turns over the death card and then she gets very nervous and she, she puts the cards away and says, I can't speak anymore. You know, I, I always tell people the same thing. If, you're, you know, if you're, your plan is to get hit by a bus or something next Tuesday, you're not going to come to a tarot card reader to probably tell you that. These are kind of the theatrics that you see with, uh, movies and television, you know, you know, uh, people love these shows on AMC and all these other channels about readers and psychics, but they don't. Uh, they they really are more about kind of a shock value type of a thing that often is is what people are drawn to. Uh, you know, believe it or not, actually a year or so ago, I was approached by uh, AMC to do a show uh, as well. But when I told them the kind of show I wanted to do and what I do, I, I wasn't really interesting enough. Uh, for them, apparently, they wanted something, you know, a lot more shocking and a lot more, you know, quote unquote, theatrical in that sense. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I do think that uh, again, I don't, uh, I wasn't really upset that they didn't really, really want to do the show in that uh, in that sense. I think they wanted me to do, like I said, I think they wanted me to jump through hoops in that sense. And you know, one of the things I tell people is, you know, you have to really, really remember. That what you you know your thoughts, your beliefs form your reality. Even when you're looking at a tarot card spread, what you're really, really doing is you're looking at 
the energy and the experience of what you're creating, uh, you know, for, for good or for bad. So that's one of the reasons why I always call myself a navigational consultant. Uh, and uh, that's that's one of the things that uh, is is part of, of that process is, you know, you, you, we do create our experience as we go. Um, okay, I'm getting some comments here in the chat room, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I also have a caller. So Tony's asking a question, but now she's commenting that she can't hear. Uh, if you guys run across an issue where suddenly the sound goes out, it's actually not an issue from my end. Sometimes um, you might just have to hang up and, and call back in to the studio uh, to get that to get that answer. So uh, since Tony asked the question first, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna answer her question, and then I'll take the the caller that we have as well from here. Okay, so unless you're one and the same person. Okay, uh, so Tony's question. I'm gonna read this out loud because if you're listening to this, you may not be in the chat room, and or if you're catching this in the archive, I want to make sure you know what kind of context we're talking about here. Um, okay, so Tony's question is, um, I have a relationship question and not sure if this man is going to come live with me or not and I want, and want a relationship with me. Okay, so uh, now you can hear. Okay, good. All right, so the question is about relationship. Okay, so I'm going to pull, um, we'll, we'll use the tarot today since we're going to talk about that anyway and use that as a good kind of illustration point Um so I'm going to see what I can pull up uh, for Tony first, like I said, and then we'll go to the caller um, here. Let me see what we can get on, on Tony's question. Okay, so you know what? Here's what I'm, I'm hearing about. This is what I'm getting. I pulled, a, I pulled two cards. I pulled the, uh, the Daughter of Cups reversed uh, in the past, in the present position, and then the Ace of Wands. Uh, came up as the next turn of events position. Let's pull one more card and see what we get for Tony here on this particular question. Um, okay, so here's here's what we're getting. Uh, the the daughter of cups reversed. You know, this can be kind of a dual response because this could have to do with the person that you're asking about or even yourself at some level. So we see a male or a female um, that is having. Uh, emotional or commitment issues or relationship issues in general, someone that is very sensitive or overly sensitive or hides their sensitivity, sometimes uh, cups reverse can represent a person who, you know, might be um, have addiction issues, uh, sometimes not seeing clearly. I had a client the other day I was talking to, and she was, uh, when we, we talked about this card coming up on her spread, she had a gentleman she was interested in, and his addiction was actually not drugs or alcohol. He was actually addicted to working out. He was a compulsive uh, bodybuilder in that sense, which could be a healthy thing, but like anything else, can become an addiction too. So I use the word addiction cautiously. But anyway, we do see some issue with some kind of emotional um, extreme here is, again, someone shutting it off or not um, being able to express comfortably in the first place. And that's what we see as the past. Um, in, the, in the present to the near future, we see the Ace of Wands, which actually means a new start and a new beginning. So actually this does kind of bode well for the question that you're asking about, uh, Tony, because it, it does mean someone's about to make a move or someone is about to make a change, uh, and uh, and that is uh, looks like a positive thing in that sense. So we do see some kind of forward movement that comes out of this. 
Uh, also, the the future. I pulled one more card for you, and in the future position came up the ace of the ace of uh, the eight of stones, uh, and they are uh, very very. Uh, eight of stones means that there's also kind of a future situation coming up connected with you that is about new work or some new opportunity for training. That's actually very positive. So um, there's something else kind of coming out of this, and I feel that this might even be connected somewhat with the relationship energy. So, yes, yeah, something good's coming out of it, but what I'm hearing is um, that there is a kind of delay around this right now that someone's having some emotional issues about being sure about what they're going to do. But I'm, I'm feeling that that's going to change in the next couple of weeks. So it looks like there is some kind of a shift uh, okay, I'm hearing from Tony. Tony, listen, I know you're saying you can't hear. Um, I, 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 uh, what I'm going to suggest that you do is uh, later on go back to the archive and listen to it because it will be on the archive and you'll be able to hear it. Um, I just can't, uh, I can't uh, repeat everything. I mean, it's only a 45-minute show, so we're going to lose time on that. So I've got a couple of other people waiting. So, yeah, go back over uh, and, and catch it that way. I, I also I can't type while I'm in the uh, – I can't type while I'm on air. Uh, it, it doesn't float well for a, uh, for a comfortable show. Okay, so go back over and check that. I'll see if I can put that info in. Uh, maybe someone could type that in for her and say to Tony to, to go back and listen later on. Um, next, I want to answer Ashley's question. Ashley uh, is asking, she wants to hear more about Oracle cards. I bought my first deck a few months ago, and even though they have already have an explanation, I have a hard time understanding the, the uh, meaning. Uh, yeah, that's a very, very good point. Um, a lot of times when you buy a deck of Tarot, you're often going to have a, um, a little booklet that will kind of come with it in that sense. Uh, that will really more or less give you kind of a brief description of the cards. I'll tell you the uh, the reality of the situation is most of those cards are l those little booklets. They're lousy. I mean, occasionally you'll get a decent one. You really want to find a, a guidebook that gives some real healthy interpretations of Tarot. There's a great book that came out years ago. You might have to search for it. It's actually called The Easy Tarot Guide by a woman named Marcia Massino, M-A-S-I-N-O, uh, The Easy Tarot Guide. You could probably find it through Amazon. I still think it's in print. But, you know, if you go to bookstores and look through, you'll often kind of get a feel for some of the books that are a little more more positive in that sense. Because, uh, again, understand this, guys. When you're looking at, at Tarot meanings, uh, then we, we have to really realize that, you know, everyone's got an opinion about it. And, like, you mean, to me, I've studied a lot of Tarot books. The Devil Reversed means something to me that it might mean for other Tarot readers. Uh, so, you, yeah, you're going to find some books that are a little bit uh, frustrating because you may not agree with those meanings or have some difficulty with them. Okay, let me get my first caller here who's been kind of waiting a while, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about Ashley's question also. Okay, uh, 602, you're on the air. Who are we talking to today? Hi, um, this is Carol. Hey, Carol, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Have we talked before? Nope. Okay, just making sure. All right. Did you have a question or a comment? I, well, I have a question. I have a relationship kind of thing, too, and I was just wondering what you see kind of unfolding for me in relationships over the next, I don't know, few months. Okay, let's see what we get. Um, just, 
Okay, so here's what we got. Three cards I pulled. Um, we've got the Ten of Wands in your past, and then the Hierophant in the present, and then the Seven of Cups upright in your future. So I'm, I'm going to explain those to you now. <laughs> but uh, I want to throw that out for all the listeners as well, too, because a lot of people are kind of uh, learning tarot as they go with this, so I want them to be able to kind of check this out as well. So the Ten of Cups shows that in in her past, there was difficulty like, you know, the Ten of Wands usually means a, a feeling of burden around relationship or the question or the situation. Sometimes, like, we can have had difficulties in the past or we took on too much responsibility or we, you know, I always think that this card can a lot of times represent that feeling of um, that duality that can go on inside of us where we would love a relationship, we'd love a connection to someone, but by the same token, um, sometimes we, we, we take too much responsibility or we're, you know what I mean, sometimes we're more of the giver, or, again, we, we feel overwhelmed by, by the situation. Usually the Ten of Wands means there was also probably some type of difficulty from the past. Now, this may not be the present relationship, by the way. This may have to do with something from before as well, too, that kind of left a, a mark on the situation. But the Hierophant comes up in the present, which means, you know, you're actually, you know, the way where your psyche is right now, you're thinking about commitment, you're thinking about stability, you're thinking about taking a, a traditional road at some level. Are you are you involved with someone now? I'm interested in someone. Yeah, because usually um, the, the the hierophant means that there's kind of a pull at some levels toward the idea of I hate to say I hate to use the word settling down, but in many cases it really does apply that way because the hierophant has to do with sort of wanting to take a traditional type of approach to things. Uh, so we do see some type of relationship presenting itself. The future comes up as a seven of cups, though, which means there is kind of, you know, I feel like what I keep kind of hearing here and what I'm getting from this is the seven of cups means it's almost like in the near future it feels like you're reaching sort of a halfway point, that there's something there, but you're not completely sure whether it's exactly what you want or whether it completely fits. Have you um, have you actually gotten involved with this individual you're asking about? No. Not yet. Yeah. No. So what's what's been holding you back? You're waiting for them to to come to you. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm feeling like is you know I keep kind of getting somewhat of like a halfway measure here. So I'm pulling another card on it, and it's coming up the High Priestess reversed. So I actually feel like there is going to be some movement here. Like there is going to be some type of a connection, but for some reason I feel like there is. Whenever I see the high priestess reverse, it makes me think that there's something that's off kilter. Like there's something that you're not feeling like you're in complete agreement with around the circumstance or the situation. Is this person single? Do you know? Ah, uh, yes. Because I keep hearing something about there being some residue from the past. Well, now, yeah, that that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that part. Yeah. There is a an X. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I bad. feel like that's what I'm kind of hearing is what they're telling me is there's going to be some movement with this. That part I like, but I feel like I keep hearing that they have to sort of finish some old business still in that sense. And that may make you feel like there's kind of a delay here in that sense in a way that I'm not sure if it's going to totally thrill you. But let me see if I can get something for a little bit further on down as well, too, because they seem to be staying within the next couple of months here in terms of perception. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm hearing that uh, the, the the same the, the same dynamic that there's there's something about that this could be beneficial for you, but they're, they're saying something about it being like an element of sacrifice involved. That it may feel like um, I almost I, I almost want to say, do you, I mean, do you actually want to get married? Um, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't. It's the piece of paper isn't the critical right. thing in my life. Right. But may, I, I would maybe be open if it was really, really good, but it, it's not a goal. Right. Yeah, because what, what I'm hearing is it feels to me like there's definitely some connection with this person. Something kind of opens up, but I keep hearing that there's a little bit of a disappointment um, around it not really going either as fast or exactly the way that you would want it to. So what I'm hearing is that you can hang and then you can wait to see where it, it kind of evolves and there would be some forward movement with it. But I'm not really sure if you're going to do that after a while. It may be that, like I said, it moves at a pace that's just a little on the slow side, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. do you know, have you have you made that connection yet? I mean, have you talked? Um, no, not not really. Yeah, because I, I actually hear that you, you kind of have to, you may have to do a little bit of a push for this. I, I feel like I feel like you're not really completely sure that you're well, attracted, just, but you're not 100% convinced yet. Right. Yeah. 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 So what I, I'm I getting mean, is, yeah, I, I'm getting you take the risk. At least kind of bring it up, you know. Kind of, kind of pick their brain. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of, so, something's gonna happen like in the next couple of weeks anyway. But I feel like you kind of move it along a little bit, at least to get the ball rolling. And then you'll kind of understand what I mean about the fact that it's kind of like it's got some good in it, but you're not completely sure about it. But I think, I mean, every relationship it, it really teaches us something about ourselves, and really gets us more clear about what we want and we don't want along the way. So there's certainly a value in in checking it out and getting there, but. I'm not fully convinced that this is your next mate, but okay. I am convinced that you should definitely get into the game here. I keep hearing, um, I keep hearing there's something about uh, in, in June or July of 2012 that is is uh, is more significant for you. Okay. Okay. Okay, but it it looks like in the next couple of weeks something will happen. Yeah, with this. definitely. Just push. You'll see what I mean. All you got to do is kind of put the you got to put a little bit of the the energy toward it, and you should get a little bit of a move uh, with something. I think there's an interest from that person's end, too, though. So you're not wrong. But, again, okay. you'll understand what I mean about there being a little bit of baggage here that still has to be dealt with on their end. Yeah. Now, so if I don't out. push it, if I don't push it, will things happen in a couple of weeks anyway? If I I think they will anyway, but I the feeling I'm getting is you could um, you could speed it along a little bit, and that might be... In this case, not a, not a bad idea. Doesn't okay. feel like you're doing too much waiting. And this because could just think, be through healthy flirting, you know. I, yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Good. Thanks for calling okay. in. All right. Thank Excellent. you. Bye bye. Okay. I always appreciate everybody putting themselves on the line for such things. By the way. Okay. Anyway, so again, I uh, uh, thank you, Carol, for that. And and Tony, yeah, I, my my apologies that you missed some of that. I don't know. You know what? It, just so you know, that's not the oddest thing. I have had uh, 
people go through that before where somehow there's an issue with their computer or they lose their sound uh, in that sense. So I know it's frustrating. Okay, so I want to say hello to everybody, Energy One, Tony, other guests, Ashley. Let's see, Ashley's asking a question here. Ashley's question is, I bought The Wisdom of the Hidden Realm by Colette Barron-Reed. I, I enjoy the overall energy of the deck, but I would like to understand how to see beyond what's written in the book and the cards. Okay, great question. So let me let me, let me me hit this one for you since Ashley's been kind of waiting a little bit on, on this particular question. Okay, so, yeah, one of the, one of the ways you're going to learn the tarot is the way you're going to really, really begin to grasp it and the way you're going to learn it is you want to, um, I would say, the, one of the first things you want to do is take, you could even take the, um, the major arcana cards out of the deck and almost on a daily basis meditate on the card, uh, both in its upright and its negative position in that sense, and do a little meditation on it. Um, that would be a big help in, in that learning process of getting the hang of it. Because what you're going to find, guys, is if you're wanting to learn the tarot on your own, Really, you you want to get a couple of decent books with tarot interpretations. In fact, I would actually recommend getting more than one, like getting maybe even two or three different books that have different tarot interpretations because what's really going to teach you the tarot is to experience the cards. So every time you do a spread for yourself, and then if you're brave enough to want to do a spread for someone else, you will every time you see a card and you learn what it means, it'll it'll strengthen your knowledge. You know, for instance, I, I've been doing this for many years. I don't need a tarot interpretation book anymore. Uh, in fact, e- even when I do these little mini readings, um, believe it or not, guys, I know I feel like I'm kind of rushing my callers off. It's just that we don't have a long show. But I can get into a lot more detail about the meaning of a card and how it applies. So with those little mini five-minute readings, of course, I can only really just touch upon some brief information. But for for you guys, for learning this, which, what's going to help, again, is through practice. And, you know, one of the things I would suggest is you don't really want to do like a, a, a tarot card every reading every week. You know, do a, do a spread for the, for the next month or the next couple of months and then study it. Write down the details. Watch how it applies. This will begin to really get you to learn the cards anyway through experientially. You know, the other part of it is, again, is you can do this meditation type of thing where you meditate on the, uh, the meaning of the card and a new insight and information will come to you about the card and its meaning. Um, and you will learn as you go. It's kind of a true trial and error thing. And look through the books. And, you know, you can also go online and often find out what the meanings of cards are, too, for, for nothing. There's all kinds of websites that have information about these things, too. So take your own notes. Begin to kind of study in that sense. And that will be the, uh, a big help in beginning to really get you tuned into to that process and know that it's going to take a little time to learn all these things. You know, again, it's going to be something that's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of effort. I know for the first couple of years I would run, I did spreads. You know, it would make me somewhat nervous. It was sort of a duality because you were excited to look at a spread, but you also didn't really, you know, sometimes one card would seem to contradict another card. Uh, you know what I mean? It would become this kind of thing where you would have to continually say, oh, I thought this meant this. And now I realize it means something else. You know, I mean, it would just be back and forth type of thing. And then you could get frustrated and think, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I thought this meant this, and I was wrong about that. So it really can take a little while to get the hang of it. But really, when you learn anything, you want to really enjoy the fun of doing it and and really, really get into the excitement of learning as you go. Don't Don't beat yourselves up if you haven't 
gotten it or grasped it right away in that sense. Okay, so let me talk a little bit more to give you some more insight into the cards themselves, and um, and then we'll see uh, if um, uh, Tony's back in as well, too. So hopefully you can catch it. I'm going to just real quickly go over what I had said before for you, Tony, because maybe you can actually hear now. And then, um, again, you can check out the rest of the uh, info in the archives. Three cards came up for Tony's uh, reading, uh, the, the Daughter of Cups, or sometimes it's the Page of Cups. It could be a male or a female came up reversed, which meant she was dealing with an issue with someone who was emotionally noncommittal or overly emotional or overly sensitive or maybe wasn't completely certain or, um, or wasn't taking the bull by the horns or sometimes can have some type of an addiction element or issue. The Ace of Wands came up in the present to the near future, which would mean that there was some type of a mover change coming up around her. So that actually bodes well. The Ace of Wands usually means a forward movement, something actually happening, uh, some type of decision being made. Um, so she, her question was about uh, whether this person would move in with her and whether that would be uh, something that happens. So that's actually looking very probable or very possible. But it might take a little bit, a couple of weeks longer before they kind of get strong enough or brave enough, so to speak, to make the decision. And then the Eight of Stones came up as your outcome, which was about um, a new business or new work or new productivity or new type of learning that would be of benefit to you as well, uh, some type of practical commitments that would be of benefit. So I want to go over that real quick for you. Um, and then you can catch the other things we talked about before in the archive. Okay, hopefully you caught that, Tony. Because I'm, uh, we're going through a Mercury retrograde right now, so it kind of screws up communication and information and exchange of ideas. So if you're getting a lot of weird communication stuff going on, guys, it's pretty normal uh, for uh, this for these Mercury retrogrades because Mercury rules the way we think and communicate and express, and it's retrograde. It's going backwards, so to speak. That, by the way, will be going until eh, about, I think, the 26th or the 27th of the month, especially a hard hit for Leos because it's been kind of back and forth in Leo and, and Virgo. So if, if those are primary signs for you, you're probably getting a double whammy. Uh, okay. So one of the things that we were talking about last time was the major arcana cards. And if you go back over the last show, you'll catch that I went through a number of them. The major arcana cards in the Tarot differ from the minor arcana cards. The minor arcana kind of cards are the, the wands, the, uh, the cups, the uh, pentacles, the swords. It's some different books will call them a different type of name, by the way, but they really are still meaning the same thing. They, these actually completely correspond with the symbolism in, in, a, in a regular deck of playing cards, by the way. Playing cards are really a, a, um, an outgrowth or a derivation from the tarot. But the tarot had the additional uh, major arcana cards. So the minor arcana cards, uh, again, the wands, the cups, the staves, the swords, the, you know, all these different four different symbols, um, they all have to do with the details, the practical details of life, whereas the major arcana cards are the larger archetypal symbols that we experience. So one of the things you want to do if you want to study and learn tarot is really you do want to eventually learn the minor arcana cards, of course, but it's good to actually start with the major arcana and begin to get a feel for the 22 major arcana symbols, which range from the fool card, zero, number zero, through the, the world card of the universe card, which is often usually numbered uh, 21. Again, that's why there's 22 major arcana cards. And when we talk about what an archetype is, an archetype is a larger cultural theme. In other words, we all share these archetypal energy patterns or symbols. 
um, as in, in, in terms of an awareness. So I went through the first seven of the um, uh, this. Uh, I went through the full. Actually, technically, I went through the first eight. I went through the full through uh, the chariot card, I believe. And I want to kind of continue on with those things. If you have your own tarot, you might want to follow along. If not, you'll still get some good insight from listening to this. So the eighth card in the um, symbolism of the, the major arcana or the larger archetypes is the strength card. And the imagery is of a woman. Most of the decks will kind of have an image of a woman kind of calmly and serenely petting a red lion in her lap. So in its upright position, strength means health and kindness and the ability to curb the lower self, to not let yourself go, let your, your inner lion out, so to speak. That's what the imagery of petting the lion is, to use healthy power. You know, I sometimes kind of call this like the Catherine Hepburn card or, you know, anyone that represents the ability to be graceful um, while at the same time, you know, to not to blow their top. So strength can mean goals achieved through kindness, the ability to be strong, to not let your buttons be pushed, the ability to be giving in kind even during difficult circumstances. So it's a very strong card. It represents dignity. It represents that strength that we can have as human beings to not let them see a sweat, to show that kind of dignity and that grace and that power that we have as human beings to, to not do things that we might later regret. Uh, and again, so it's a health card. It often has to do with a strong constitution. So reversed, now remember, a reversed card isn't necessarily bad. So if you're doing a spread and you get cards reversed, that's actually normal. You want that to happen. You want to mix up your cards. Um, a reversed card, sometimes actually, you know, it's funny because some of the cards that are negative in their upright position are actually positive in their reverse position. That's one of the reasons why you want to allow your cards to get reverses as well, too. You don't want to steer away from that. Sometimes I run across tarot card readers who are afraid of, they want to keep all their cards upright. makes it easier for them. But it also takes a huge flavor away of what the cards can mean with the reverses. So strength reversed, again, usually this is numbered eight uh, in the uh, cards, although some decks will have the justice card in the uh, strength card and then the reverse, eight and eleven, justice being the eleventh card, strength being the eighth card. So uh, strength reverse has to do with getting pissed off, getting angry, losing your top, losing control, um, being mean. Uh, it can be uh, being externally mean to other people or being mean to yourself, thinking that if you beat yourself up or if that if you're hard on yourself, you can motivate yourself and push yourself forward. You know, I, I, I worked with a client today who was dealt with a lot of, like, beatings when she was younger by her mother and her grandmother. And one of the things we had talked about is, Often when people do that, they think that by being abusive, somehow they're helping you. It'll make you stronger, which, by the way, nothing could really be further from the truth. It only is just damaging. It's just a bad idea across the board. But at a personal level, the strength reverse symbol can indicate weakness, ineffectiveness, or the opposite, or being or getting mad or getting angry or letting someone push our buttons and losing control. You know, in the Druid animal cards, the symbol of the bear has a similar type of a disposition. A bear is, is strong and wise and solid and has a commanding power. But bear reversed is like the berserker bear, you know, the, the berserker mother, the, the person who goes crazy <laughs> and hopes that that's going to bring some type of results in a beneficial way. So that is the, the negative interpretation of strength. Okay, hope everyone's still following along. I'm going to continue on with a couple more of these. 
um, for the rest of the show, and then we'll finish up with the rest of them in the next show as well. Uh, okay, the next uh, symbol we want to look at in your tarot is uh, number nine, which is the, typically the hermit card in the uh, archetypal or 22 major archetypes of the uh, tarot. So the hermit card in its upright position means the ability to trust your own t- intuition, to listen to your, your own inner knowingness, to get quiet. Uh, the hermit card is like a card of study, of learning. Sometimes it could be also to go to a master, to go to the guru, to go to the, the, the wise man on the mountain, so to speak. Sometimes we need to go to someone wiser to get insight Sometimes that really can just be about checking in with ourselves and meditating and and trusting our own inner knowingness and our wisdom. Often the hermit card has to do with choosing to purposefully study or to learn something, even in in a tangible way or in a spiritual way or a bit of both. So the hermit card is that, you know, the imagery is of the usually of a man holding a light. So it's the gaining a new light, gaining new insight, learning as we go. Um, and, and perfecting something, really, really um, healthy study. Reversed, it suggests the idea that uh, sometimes we get out of balance, sometimes we, uh, we're green, where we don't have enough knowledge or enough information, and we think that we do. Uh, another element of the hermit reverse can be irritability. If you're around people all the time and you don't get any quiet time, you're likely to get irritable. And by the same token, if you have too much alone time, sometimes you get irritable because you don't feel like you have enough companionship. Uh, so the hermit reverse can represent this irritability that can happen when we're getting bombarded by too much stimuli, too much people, you know, in, in, in a very funny way. If anyone has ever been in college and has been bombarded during a period of time where they were getting too much homework or too much work to do, you know, you're likely to get pissy, you're likely to get crabby. So that's what the hermit reverse can can signify. It's that you're not listening to your need to retreat, to pull back, to recharge your batteries. Uh, You might be getting overwhelmed. Uh, You might be letting yourself get irritable. You might be getting crabby. Again, you're not really trusting that healthy kind of a balance. Okay, Um, number 10, the wonderful uh, card of the, uh, the Wheel of Fortune. So uh, the, one of the most popular games that you'll find at a casino is the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, as an archetypal symbol in the Tarot, the Wheel of Fortune represents the idea that there are times in, in life when opportunities arise, where things just go your way, where you tend to luck out, where you tend to have benefits. That's the Wheel of Fortune in its upright position. It represents opportunity. It represents things, like I said, things just sometimes falling into your lap or being confident about what you're able to do um, again, it can it can indicate a luck cycle, a benefit cycle, in that sense, which is really uh, something that we all will go through at different points where you just luck out, where things work well for you. Uh, I I go to Vegas every couple of months, and the first four Vegas trips I had in this year that I took, uh, counting the cost of my rooms and my food and my expenses, I did four Vegas trips of three days, three nights, and then two of them were actually four days, three nights, all expenses. I spent $341 total for four trips. I call that a luck-out cycle. Uh, I want enough money to often to pay for things. I get free rooms anyway because I know how to do that. And you know, So I had these just really, really wonderful trips that cost me next to nothing. Uh, it was my joke. It was my wheel of fortune in that area. I didn't win you know, a million dollars, but I want enough money to cover basic costs, so I consider that quite the blessing. Again, great example of kind of a luck-out of a benefit cycle. Reversed, it's kind of its obvious meaning, 
which is in its reverse position, it can have to do with the idea that we are in a bad cycle, that doesn't seem to be much opportunity around us, that we're having difficulty, uh, that there's a certain amount of struggle or a little bit of a feeling of a drought. So here's one of the things I always like to really to tell people that, that I think is a very important thing to remember. When you're going through a beneficial cycle, you know, the wisdom of squirrel uh, is that you squirrel away some nuts for the winter. You know, when, th- when things are going well, sometimes it's good to save a little and put some away for the possibility that you might be go- you end up might going through a, a difficult cycle at some point. So you'd have some backup. And by the same token, we can use the reverse perspective as well too. If you're going through a difficult cycle, realize that this too shall pass. That that's the way a wheel of life goes. I think that the reason that when people go through difficulty and that it doesn't seem to end is because they get frustrated, they get victimized by it, they get angry, and then they keep focusing on it. Um, I had a you know a couple of periods in my life where I've done that too, where I you know things didn't go my way and things were negative and had a few financial things pop up and I found myself mad, I found myself angry, and then you seem to draw more problems to you. So it's kind of a good thing to remember that if you're in a down cycle, you'll eventually be in an up cycle, that things will, will eventually shift, and vice versa. So that's what the whole Wheel of Fortune really, really brings up. It can bring up benefits and positive energy in its upright position. Reverse is just a reminder is that sometimes we go through difficult cycles and we need to uh, adjust accordingly. Uh, again, realizing that, that you know th- things are definitely very, very cyclical. You know, we've had a little bit of a down economy cycle for a couple of years now. But it's funny because I know a lot of people that have struggled, but I also know many, many people that have not been struggling, that, that have actually been doing well and have not really had difficulty. So uh, we have to sometimes remember how we align ourselves on which side of the fence, so to speak. Um, and that's what I think is a good reminder that the Wheel of Fortune is able to, to give us, is that there are up and down cycles in life. Sometimes in, in relationships, you know what I mean, things will go well. Sometimes they just don't go so well. But I think a lot of times what happens is when we have difficult cycles, we, we may um, almost sabotage it further. And that's what the Wheel of Fortune Reverse can remind us, that you know sometimes if it's a dead period, maybe you put your energy somewhere else. Maybe you don't keep trying in that area, knowing that it eventually will shift and pass. Okay, so now we've covered 10 of the 20, well, 11 technically, of the 22 major arcana cards. And I think I'm going to stop here on that note, and we'll get to the rest of them on my next show next Thursday. So we've only got a couple more minutes. Uh, These shows go by awful fast. Uh, uh, Let me read uh, Ashley's comment here real quick before I sign off. Ashley says, I understand they have their own personality meditation on each is a great idea. These particular cards do not seem to have any correlation to the traditional tarot deck. If you have time to meet up on Skype or I am, I would love to get a few more minutes of. Uh, yeah, I, I won't be. You know what? What I'm going to suggest for you, Ashley, is hit me again in the next show that I do, only because I, I have uh, got three appointments back to back for the rest of the day. So uh, I'm not going to have uh, much free time. The other thing is, if you're not already. Um, getting my my monthly column, that's another good idea uh, to do. Uh, If you email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or at VenturaWords at Mac.com, I can sign you up for my monthly newsletter, and you could kind of get a lot of insight that way uh, that comes through on the newsletter. So absolutely feel free to do that. 
And yeah, and the, and the next time I'm on, uh, Ashley, absolutely, you can ask these questions. The question that I think you're asking is, these cards that you have are a bit of a, um, a variation. So what I'm actually going to suggest that you do, because I know you like the cards, so don't get rid of them, buy yourself a traditional deck of Rider Waite, Tarot as well, and begin to learn. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you begin to learn um, those as well, too, you'll see that the card deck that you have actually does apply. There's just some variations to it that were done. I've, I've seen a number of these type of decks that you're talking about, and they really are, some of them have really, the artwork is really beautiful, and they're excellent, but they can cause a lot of anxiety if you're, if you're new to studying it. It can be a little bit overwhelming because you have a tough time finding those correlations. Okay, I've only got a few more minutes, and then the show's going to end. So uh, this is Jim Ventura. I thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show today. Um, I'll be back here again next week, so if you have other questions, you'll be able to tune in. Um, Again, if you're not already getting my newsletter, you can get info on that, and also for private appointments. All that is available on my website, and all that information is is really is available on the site as well. You can catch that. Okay, again, thank you very much for all of your questions. I always wish I could do more, but at least we got to touch upon them. So thank you, everyone who tuned in. Um, Carol, for your question. Tony, wish you would have time to get to your phone call, as well as Ashley for all her great questions. And we'll catch up with you all next time. All right, cheers.